structures are not serving us well. We need to creatively destroy the ships that brought us here and move into the land of the future with better tools. Tools that keep us safer and healthier, that create more wealth for more people, that foster more intimate and rewarding relationships. We need to leave behind what is not working. We need a modern revolution. We invite here, they are thinking differently, and we'll tell you where you can learn all about them later, after you have listened to them closely. For now, we don't want to impress you with what they have done, we want to impress you with what they have to say. The Modern Revolution will be podcasted. Okay, welcome to the Modern Revolution, and here we talk to guests who are multifaceted and affecting the world in a lot of different ways, not just for themselves, but for all of us. And in the Modern Revolution podcast, we're not really interested in talking about what the resume of the guest is. We're not really here to bring you a list of their accomplishments. Um, instead, we're inviting you to listen. And in that listening, if it resonates, uh, if the message of our guests resonate, then it's very easy for you to learn about them, to work with them, to learn from them in their other experiences. Uh, so today we are very lucky to have Adele Wong who is with us um, for the next 30 to 40 minutes or so. And she, like all of our guests, has a background that is varied and um, you know, not a straight line. She's, she's accomplished many different things. And so Adele, welcome. Thank you for making time for us. Yes, I'm glad to be here, Peter. This is really fun. And, you know, one of the things before we, we start to dive into uh, some of the specifics of your work is that could you give me an essence of what you're trying to accomplish in the world? Could you distill all the various things that you do likely point in some specific direction. And I'd like to start with understanding what, how would you describe that? What's the right way to talk about just the essence yeah. of your work? The essence is a life worth living. The, the pain that everyone is struggling with right now is one of, I call it unfulfillment, mm. you know, and it, yeah. it may look great on the outside. Most of my clients, very high professional, successful, but on the inside, there's a feeling of disconnection. There's a feeling of living a life of quiet, um, what's there, there's a, an expression for that, yeah, right. quiet desperation. Sure, right. and, but you know, we're brilliant people and we just go through it another week, a month, six months. And I feel like, gosh, to get to the end of the life and we still wish that it had started, mm. that I don't want that for me or anyone else. And so my job is to be a pattern interrupter, to give people ideas like this podcast. I'm so excited about what you're doing, Peter, because I think this is important. It's not about me and my crazy story. It's about providing people ideas, inspiration, new ways of working that can get you out of that. That It's like a low grade funk, right? Yeah, it's not like right. anything horrible going on. Right. And the art where we're trying to go is, oh my gosh, I'm excited. You know, and it doesn't mean everything's easy. It just means this is worth pursuing, whether it's in the relationship yes. or the business. 
we have to have a sense of this is worth the time. You know, this is worth me moving forward of my gifts and my purpose of being here on planet Earth. If you get that, everything else falls in line. So, I mean, we talk about, I mean, just to kind of get that into the haiku, right? Like, uh, so this is about a life worth living. A life and worth that living. May be the movement from being unfulfilled to being fulfilled. Is that, yeah. is that a fair That's paraphrase? Very brilliant. And okay. fulfilled doesn't mean easy. Right. Fulfilled doesn't mean, you know, we have this fantasy where we're living on a cruise ship and that would be boring after a month. Yes, yeah. right, right, right. But there's a certain um, excitement and exhilaration uh, that, that comes in with every day, ordinary every day. So, I mean, if we were to talk about this life worth living and this journey from being unfulfilled to being fulfilled, which doesn't mean the journey from, you know, being under duress or having to an easy life of no duress. I mean, th there's a... Um, activity that you're talking about that you earn, you know, this sort of fulfillment through um, that. So, I mean, uh, it may not be a single problem, although if it's, if there's a root cause, it's worth it for you to talk about that. But when you think about the problem that you're trying to solve in the world, um, me use the word like, hey, you're not living a life worth living and your life may in some senses may not have begun. So we have to start it. So it becomes a life worth living. But when you would frame the, the main problem that your effort is moving towards to fix, what, what is the main problem you're trying to solve? From disconnection to connection. Okay. I, I feel that a fulfilled life does mean con more connection with other humanoids right. and yourself. Um, so this is not so much, I'm going to go work on myself. It's mm -hmm. this dance between me and other people you know, what people think of me, shame, anxiety, that's yeah. the stuff that gets in the way of a fulfilled life. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's, yeah, if we had to really simplify it, it's moving from, I'm disconnected from relationships that are quality, you know, and myself to ones that are, if you have good relationships, life is worth living. So you're, you're, you're taking these people on a journey from unfulfillment to fulfillment and the roadmap is going from feeling disconnected to feeling connected. Is that, Absolutely. is that a, okay. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there, there's a lot of humor based around uh, the notion of like, you can put all the hardened criminals in the world in a, in a prison. And then when you really want to punish them, they make them be by themselves. You take away their, you, know, you put them in solitary and, confinement, right there. And the hilarious thing is also the opposite. It's that Woody Allen joke. I share this with all my clients. You know, I love humanity. It's people I can't stand. <laughs> yeah, there's, there seems know? to be. I mean, it's right. so true. We can't live with them. We can't live without them. And living without them, although it could be more peaceful on the surface, right? you know, less drama. A lot of people don't want the drama. It's also not really the full Monty either. Yeah, and well, so I think it's one thing to be with people and it's another thing to be connected to people that um, absolutely lonely the crowd is one of the worst sources of pain these days sure yeah i i i, I agree with that well this is you know in terms of uh the worthiness of labor in the world i mean you're talking about such a fundamentally important without this um you know we we use that expression right people living lives of quiet desperation um, you know, 
was there a moment in your life in which you realized this is my focal point? This is where for me to be fulfilled and to feel as connected as possible when I'm working, this is what I want to work on. Did that happen yeah. in an epiphany or was that something that happened gradually over time where, you know, you came to that realization uh, in a more incremental manner? Well, there came a point where I was in a room full of people at a spiritual development summit. And it was after a breakup with this man I was totally crazy about. And I thought, oh, I'm going to go work on myself. And I'll never forget, in the effort for me to work on myself, this facilitator, although he meant well, basically shamed me for mm. not being more, he, he got angry, you know, wake up, be your spiritual. And I remember time stopping at that moment. I remember, like, I could tell you the colors of the wall. I could tell you how many people were there. It's a moment, I'm sure we've all had them, where it's, it's crystallizes your entire journey of having been failed in what I was trying to accomplish. That the more I was trying to work on myself to get the man, and I didn't realize how miserable I really was. I just worked at it harder. You know, I was raised to think, if you've got a problem, go out there, get a book, and work on yourself. You know what I mean? Like I was very much in that model. Right. And the problem with that model is it implies that you have to keep working, like you're never done, you know, right. because the self-help industry is built on yeah. the whole premise. There's something wrong with you. And <laughs> yes. if you buy this product yeah. or this program, you're going to find Nirvana. There, it's not that it's wrong, but it sets people up on a constant, I'm not there yet. And so after this breakup, and I went to this spiritual summit and had all these people shaming me, I remember a snapping inside that hmm. I'm done. Like I cannot work on improving myself to be more lovable, more understanding, more spiritual, whatever. I'm done. Right. And if this is what living is means, I don't want to be here anymore because I'm exhausted. Right. So I remember at that point saying, I'm going to just get off this crazy merry-go-round. Okay and go inward and i was so lucky to have met just the divine puts these people in front of you i met a some medicine people they weren't traditional therapists they weren't coaches they're and it's more in line with what i do now and they took one look at me like get in here like like we gotta like totally uh reconfigure everything because you are in bits and pieces right people, people take themselves apart trying to improve themselves sure and it's not that that's wrong, but gosh, that's hard. So know? just, just for, you know, by way of clarity, I mean, it sounds like, you know, um, there was a lot that led up to an epiphany that was painful, um, but yeah. clarifying, it sounds like, like what you knew. It was so in my face how disconnected yeah, and miserable I was because I made personal development a whole lifestyle. Sure. Like I, I built my whole life around trying to be better. Right. Mm -hmm. So, and, and that's where there is some joy and excitement in learning. Right. I mean, right. we all learn love. And if you're a nerd like me, you might learn about neuroscience. You might learn about cognitive. I love that stuff. Right. But, but your whole life shouldn't be only about self-examination. Like <laughs> I was, I was constantly examining myself right, right. in hopes that someday I'd be more connected with people. Right. instead of experiencing a new way of connecting with people yeah if that makes sense it no, just I mean, yeah yeah i think i mean there's a lot a lot of analogies to that i think uh 
you know, I mean, I have a thousand running through my head for myself, like uh, the difference between reading about meditation and meditation. You know, I have a meditation class, but had I spent all those years instead of studying meditation, meditating, I'd be like uh, so much better off. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, so, so there was a lot that led to that moment when you had this epiphany of... Uh, and yeah. the turning painful, point was right? The pain, the pain. Very, because yeah. I was very hard-headed. I said, yes. no, if it's not working, I need to work on myself more. If I still haven't figured out, I need to work on myself more. And I see this pandemic, it's, it's rampant. Yeah. With people yeah. trying to grow, they are doing it in a way that makes people feel a little hopeless because you're never sure. there. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. I, I, um, I, I take a stand for that. I don't yeah. want people constantly improving themselves. I would rather people start finding ways to find the connection. It's like what you just said. Do you want to study meditation? Or do you want to actually have experiences? And some of the experiences will be harder. Right. Some will be easier. Some will be very exalted. Sure. Some will be like, oh, God, that was a waste of time. But at least you're in the practice of it. So just, just because other people are going to have picked up on something you just said, then they're going to have the same question and you don't have to go into it deeply. But when you talk about you found medicine people yes. and they were not traditional, can you just give us a, a thumbnail of what you mean by that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, when people come to me, they're often very curious about what exactly I do because it right. doesn't really fit a description. And all I say is imagine a, a square. And in the upper right-hand corner, you have traditional therapists, mm -hmm. cognitive, behavior therapists, uh, psychologists. These are great people who understand the mind. Mm -hmm. And they're really good for things like uh, certain psychopathy, um, certain things that are very, um, yeah, traditional DS DMSR, whatever the mental illness thing is. Right, right, right. Yeah. Although I think that book needs to be revised because I think really it's a lot of spiritual stuff in there. But anyway, so... Then in the upper left-hand corner, I would say these would be more your doctors. Oh, you have depression, anxiety. Let me get you a Prozac or a Xanax, which right. would be useful. You know, I think we're heavily over-medicated in this culture. I don't right. know if, I, if you agree with me, Peter, but I feel like people have reached for medication because we don't know what else to do. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that, yeah that's a long conversation for me because I... I feel like, uh, you know, the food system and the medical system are in, at odds. They, you know, yeah. that expression that you know, we have a, a medical care system that doesn't care what food you eat. And then we have exactly. a, you know, a food system that doesn't care about your health. And that creates exactly. a lot so of So if you go to a, a, a psychiatrist, he's got to give you something. Sure. And so, okay, it's, we're going to change the hormones and the chemicals in your brain. And that might help. There is some value in that. You know, like there, there's value in all of these. The right. question is, what is the blend for you? Mm -hmm. So we've got, like I said, therapists, we've got doctors who can write mm -hmm. prescriptions for moods and stuff. And then in the lower left-hand box, I call these people more uh, men and women of the cloth. So okay. these would be spiritual in the context of a formal religion. Okay. Uh, your Catholic priest who you can do confessional with, your pastor, there is a little bit more of a group tradition with that, right? You know, this book, this tradition of worship, it's, it's in a building, we come together, that can be useful, because right. I think community is very useful. Mm -hmm. And then there, I'm over here in the lower right hand corner. And oh that's what I call traditional medicine people, but not in the medical sense. Okay. And I'm more interested in the work of the spirit. 
Right. So it's not as group oriented. It's not therapy and it's not a medication. Right. So because I have eyes, like I see people's auric fields or whatever, I, I sort of look at people and I'm kind of tracing, where did this person's mojo go? Where did the spark go? Where did the disconnection start? Oh, we got to unwind that. And my job is to get people moving as quickly as possible. Okay. So uh, I'm very good at determining if someone is a good fit. This is not the kind of thing you have to do for like three years to get a result. So right. it's different from therapy. It's either going to start moving people quickly, like they're, they're going to feel something, or I, I basically refer them to someone else because I'm very clear on the type of person I serve. Usually it's someone like me, perfectionist, right. tortured with trying to do the right thing, sure. uh, very sensitive, Right. And I've spent my life living through self-help books, right, you know, right. myself. Out. So your quadrant is a, is. It's the work is, of the spirit. Is the work of the spirit. Yeah. Right. Cognitive, so yeah. Cognitive, medical, religious, and work of the spirit. Okay. Okay. All right. So, I mean, w my guess is that there are more people that need help than you are, you know, have hours in the day to help. So, in this large group of people experiencing disconnection to the level that they're not even the life worth living is a is is not an obvious question for them. It's not an obvious yet. Yes. What what is the status quo within? Pick a theme of the status quo in our society and right, right whether now, it's a global or national yeah. society. Oh, I love this question, Peter. Yeah, and you and I were chatting about this earlier. Mm, this is such an important question right now because we are at such a critical time right now in history. I don't know about you, Peter, but I've never seen anything like what's going on now. I mean, it's just, wow. You know, we've, right. got, we've got a pandemic that the world has never seen. We've yeah. got an election in what, 70 days that has everybody, you know, up in arms. Right. And we've got big social awareness. So everything, it means it, there's a certain topsy-turvy going on, that there's a certain recognition that it's not like we want to go back to the way things were. There's right. an awareness, and there's grief with that. For some people, mm -hmm. they're grieving, that it's right. never going to be like that was, but there's also an awareness that we can't keep doing it that way, that it right. was not that great to begin with. So when, when I talk about lives worth living, what I'm focusing on mostly is a flat state that people are feeling okay. not necessarily like oh i want to off myself today like although i do work with people who have reached up if you live in a flat state for too long right you know this it's just like a low grade mm, and then another year goes by another two or three and you're right. trying this self-help book and you're seeing this therapist sure. and it's it comes to a point where i'm i i i gotta do something you know i i just don't feel like I'm living what I was sent here to do. That is the problem that I see in the world. I feel like people have gone along with right. what they thought. I don't know about you, Peter, but that's kind of what, and when you feel the ground falling out, it is scary. Sure. And this is where I'm appealing to your audience. This is your time. Now more than ever, this is not a time to disappear. Right. It, it, it's a time for connecting with more people because up to now, the, the American experience, at least, I don't know about other parts of the world, but it has, it has been a little bit of a, I go my own way, me, myself, and I. And right. so like 
in suburbia, you've got people living very isolated lives, even if they're around each other. Right. And I always remind people that according to cultural anthropologists, right. we were never designed to live this way. Yeah. You know, with 5,000 of your best friends sure. on Facebook that you don't know. Yeah. And, you know, this, we, we were designed to live in small bands of people, like a community of about 150 people. Right. So, I mean, yeah, you're talking about like in terms of the status quo, like the status quo for, uh, you know, all the reasons of, you know, you're alone in the crowd and all that is, is a feeling in the, in so many people in the country of flatness that yes you know, this is, this is what, this is the sum of my experience. My experience this, is, this is it. flat, yeah. one, which, you know, speaks to a toughness that people can endure that over time. But I think what I'm hearing is that no matter how, uh, long you might endure uh, a life that feels, you know, disconnected and unfulfilled. There's a breaking point for everybody. And so there must be an assumption in those people that you're trying to challenge and because you're yeah. inviting them to something new. Yes. So what assumption in, you know, in general, how yeah. would you describe the assumption that you're trying to challenge people yeah. away yeah, from? I'm a great question. I love this question. Wow, you got you ask great questions. <laughs> That's why your podcast is so awesome. It's you are not your mind. Mm. You are not your thoughts. And this is the hardest thing to get people to because people go, Oh, yeah, you're right. Like they're thinking about it. You're right. Sure. I'm not my thoughts. But when I look at the aura, I can tell they're thinking about their thoughts. Right. Because we are a very intellectual culture. Right. And it has left people feeling really disconnected. So even when people are trying to be in their heart, it's a little bit fragile. Like I'm okay. So the, the number one thing I start everybody, everybody goes, Oh, you know, I'm, I'm not my thoughts. What do I do? I've analyzed myself and I'm still miserable. Right. I, I say, stop thinking. Right. That, we've tapped that out. You're brilliant. And I, I do some exercises to put people back in their bodies. Right. Because most people have trouble actually feeling this, this meat bucket that we're running around in is full of constant intuitive information from right. the divine, yeah. of desire, of spark, of connection. We don't even feel it because we're thinking so hard about what someone thinks right. of me or the argument the other day or what I should be doing or not doing. Yeah. Yeah. So it sounds to me like you're saying, you know, you're challenging the assumption of what you think is it like you absolutely know everything and absolutely if you you know everything you yeah. my question is why are you feel so miserable <laughs> right right so in in uh yeah people I, people think pause i have to get this out if it's all right because i'm so yeah, passionate yeah, yeah. About yeah. It. positive thinking this constant drumbeat on being positive has probably sure. caused more neuroses because it's not that it's wrong but if that's the only tool you're constantly using Sure. Oh, man, because half the time you're lying to yourself. Right, right. I, I don't feel good, but I'm kind of trying to force myself to think positive. Now, there's nothing wrong with it per se, but if that's right. the only way you're doing things, it's exhausting. Yeah, yeah, it's only, one, it's only one tool. And the reason why I was laughing when you said you don't know everything is my wife and I, um, uh, in our wedding vows, one of her vows to me is she vowed to remind me that uh, I don't know everything. <laughs> So uh, that was um, oh. that was a wonderful uh, and very um, 
insightful thing yeah. to bring to the beginning of our our wedding. And so you you have uh, you, you know this is such an important thing. Not everybody may even realize that they're on this flat road because in their head they're so disciplined about thinking in a particular way and the way to exactly. You know, and I'll tell you, people who have been doing the spiritual path are often the most disconnected. Because they pursue right, yeah. their spiritual path in an intellectual way. I'm reading yeah. about chakras. I'm reading about karma. I right. understand all this, but the 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 proof of the pudding is always. I ask, well, how are you feeling every day? Like, yeah, that, it, it yeah. was great. You would have called me, right? So if you know all this and it's still not enough, let's try something else. And I'll bet you, once we do that, all that other stuff will really start to ground and make sense and take off. So there's, there's yes. Yeah. People are clearly getting like glimpses. I mean, it, it you know, we're, we're talking to each other in August 2020. And if you're listening to this from some distant future, it's a time of, of turmoil uh, for pretty much everybody. And so in, in turmoil, a lot of times people are forced into a different perspective because the ground has shifted beneath their feet. So when um, somebody might glimpse what you're talking about, what would be a reason that they don't see this as big a problem as it actually is? Like what, what in them goes, uh, yeah, maybe, but I, I, I got other things I should focus on. Like, what, what is that? Why, why are people not instead saying, hey, I'm disconnected and living a life that's not worth living. And that is actually my most important kind of thing to go straight now. What, what's yeah, in the way? Yeah, great question. I love this question. Well, there are a number of things that come to mind. Number one is the ego. I mean, who wants to deep dive? I might, I might discover something. No, 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 thank you. I, this is good. You know, the status quo isn't bad. I, I, yeah. I'm grateful for this. I'm grateful for that. I really don't want to discover too much more because <laughs> once the insight downloads, I have an intuitive sense, everything could change. And I'm like, but most yeah. people feel like, well, it, could, it might mean I'm destined to be a monk and live on the street as a bad lady. Like, no, but people are very afraid sometimes of their inner knowing. Yeah. It's, it, it sounds counterintuitive. You know, people don't want to grow as long as it means my bank account will be full, I'll have good health, and the person I'm in love with, we're going to work out. If, if that's not a guarantee, I don't want to. So sure. just, just fear of the unknown. The second is we are so used to a life of distraction. Mm. The constant distraction of social media, TV, it's designed to keep you from sitting with me, myself, and I. Yeah. Because, you know, when we all lived closer to the ground in bands of 150 people and you had time to feel yourself in nature, there was a natural blossoming of how you felt about things. It doesn't just happen in a 30 second commercial break. Yeah, right. So, I mean, I think when you talk about like impediments, like, well, why do people not see this as the problem that it is? I mean, it boils down in my mind because it's hard because it, it could, be, could be change. It could require work. Um, the environment isn't, you know, may not be terribly conducive to it. But you know what? When we were in 150 people, probably worried about being eaten by the <laughs> local tiger. So, I mean, I think we've just switched what might be the species, I think, uh, wants to be focused yeah, externally well, and not internally. It takes a lot of, uh, I think, 
Yeah, I think you're... <laughs> what is that? Like, whatever's going on up here, the front of the brain really needs to take control of the rest of the brain, which is more designed to keep you alive than it is to keep you flourished. And I was that person. Sure. You know, it, when I say hard, it's not that it's hard. It's just the unknown. And yet, yeah. I believe every human on the planet has an intrinsic pull towards growth. Mm -hmm. Because... Most people are looking for happiness. I want to be happy. But right. what they're really wanting is more joy. And joy only comes from the present moment growth. Like when you master something, figure something out or get somewhere, right. there's a poof, oh, that was worth it. And so my question becomes, if someone's flat, like why should I do this? My question to them is always, you don't have to. You know, how much of a, how, how important is this to you? Right. If you've, point where you know i i can't i just don't want to do it like this anymore i've been i've been bumping along it's all right but i just know i'm supposed to be doing more more connected make an impact make a difference for people like your podcast for example i want to help people i have no idea i'm like great because the spirit is opening right right and how much of a priority if it's a nine on a scale of one to ten sure then i would say well wouldn't it be worth it to invest your time, energy, and money in that which is truly impactful and meaningful for you? Like, wouldn't that be the best investment of your time and energy on something that matters? If this issue is more of a three, well, go do something else. You know, you may not be ready yet, but the world I feel is waking up. They're listening to podcasts like yours. They are seeking out. They don't even know what they're looking for yet. But there's a feeling of, I want more. It doesn't mean that you aren't grateful for what you have. And I wanna stress this because many people on the personal development and spiritual path feel guilty. They feel like, mm. well, I've got a house, I've got my health, I've got my family, so I should be grateful. Well, well of course you are. And just like plants and animals, everything's just to keep growing. Not growing means flat. Sure. And it's you know, kind of a yeah, yeah, right. I mean, it, to underestimate the generosity of the universe is uh, its uh, its own hubris in a sense. Well, let's let's move towards something. Uh, just let's pick a specific thing. So, realize that you know when people come to work with you. It's a it's a complicated and comprehensive kind of plan and process. But if someone's listening today and they go, you know what? I could you give me a tidbit to work on. What's a small behavioral change that somebody could make Absolutely. that um, you could offer them to move them in this direction? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm glad you asked, Peter, because that's the whole point of this podcast. <laughs> um, it's about giving people actionable things they can start right away. So I'm going to give everybody one thing you can start doing by yourself. Okay. Uh, there's some things I would not advise you doing by yourself, okay. but at least you can do this. So because everybody's lost in their head trying to improve their lives or whatever, we're going to do the opposite. Okay. I want everyone to imagine if you sit there, if you're listening to this, well, if you're driving, I wouldn't do this, but um, let's just assume if you're driving, listen to this later, but if you're not driving, find a place where you won't be bothered for the next minute or two. And you can just sit in your chair comfortably and close your eyes. And I want you to imagine dropping a light like a Christmas light or a, a, you know, a, a candle down inside your body, about three or four inches below the navel. 
inside your body, in, inside your body. And this is where people freak out like, what? We're going to do what? But this is where the masculine essence and the feminine essence reside, which is part of your mojo. We need this apparatus turned on so that we can start to experience some sort of connection with life and people again. So you're just going to put a light down there three or four inches below the navel. And it's for men, it's a little higher. So if you're a guy, I would say about two inches below the navel. Ladies, um, in my work, I specialize in womb space. It's your sensuality. And yes, people are going, what? I'm like, just try it and see what happens. Put a light down there. Don't worry. You won't blow up. And just, it's like a radiance or a bonfire down there. It's back towards the spine. So sometimes if people have been thinking of chakras and stuff, they're a little bit too far forward in the energy field. I want you to be, you, you're almost leaning backwards, not really, but most people's energies are too far forward because we're always trying to get somewhere and we're not in the present. So this is imagine, imagine just sort of settling back in your body inside your body and just notice how this feels to be more aware of this fire in your lower belly you don't have to do anything you you know if you can't feel it at all you can imagine but you're looking for a place that's quiet inside your body and it's as if you're experiencing the moment from the inside of your body out Just notice how that feels. And I even tell my clients, imagine that your hips have gills. And in this state, you've got a lot more mojo with less effort. You've got a lot more presence than just trying to clear your mind. You know, sometimes people are trying to clear your mind and it's like clearing a, a squirrel, you know, it just hops around. Well, try the opposite and hang out for a second. And you'll find a place that's just quiet, more stable. Just notice how your body feels. And so with this, mm -hmm. practice this. 10 times a day, right. because right. in the beginning, people are lucky if they can hold it for just 30 seconds. Sure, yeah. This is where I would start, because it gets you out of your mind, right. and it turns on your natural mojo sensuality, yeah. which is what is necessary to connect with life, the colors around you, the, the central experience of breathing, to get you out of this factory up yeah. here. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, in, in, in other contexts, other topics and whatnot, you know, the notion that you can't give away what you don't have. And so when I listen to you take people through, you know, this moment of connecting with their, their themselves by, you know, yeah. turning their attention inward, it seems to me that that would be the, you know, for some people, it might be the beginning of reconnecting to themselves because oh. they, maybe they hadn't even considered so for a lot of women, the first time they do that, this, they feel very emotional. 
Sure. And they cry. Yeah. Because, and there are a lot of reasons for this. Mm -hmm. The womb space energy, at least for women, has been, oof, in this culture, there are many reasons why women don't want to go there. Right. I totally get it. This is what I work on. But right. it's also the most attractive part of women, that men adore this quality. But women have learned to shut it down because, you know, it was shamed or taken advantage of whatever. And so for a life to be worth living, this needs to be gently opened and protected in such a way. And men often feel much more alive. It's, it's a, guys, it's a little bit like the feeling you have in the body if you're on a surfboard or in a boxing ring. It's, it's, it's supple, but it's closer to the ground. So if the wave is coming this way, you're pivoting this way. Oh, no, now the wave is going that way. It's very in the moment yeah. rather than military. You know, this has everyone, well, you can't see on the podcast, but we, we need a little bit more of a in the moment experience with the, the energy of the moment. And right. you have to use the meat bucket to do that. Well, you know, we, we hear that expression, you know, you know, in the, in the flow, in the flow state, those type of words um, that sound a little bit like what you're talking about, where you're not rigid, but instead, you know, you're, mm -hmm. you're in the dance between what's coming at you and what you're going towards. And, and, and my and number like one that. question is always, how do you know if you're in the flow or not? And I ask that to everybody who's read a lot of books on flow. I'm like, that's awesome. So <laughs> what tells you if you're in the flow or not? And people kind of go, well, I don't know. It, it has to be a more sensual experience. Sure, sure. And that's what creates the next moment. And then all of a sudden, your life starts to have a lot of richness. Right. So this people can do by themselves, but there are, there's a lot you, I would not recommend people do by themselves. Okay. Well, then we're just, yeah, we'll yeah. just take a little bite today and people yeah. can come and find yeah, you. That's fine. That's fine. But, uh, yeah, that's enough. That's enough. So let, as we kind of turn towards the end of the, the conversation here, um, when you think of all the various things you've accomplished, could you, if you're going to pick one when somebody was describing, uh, describing you, behind your back, like what is an accomplishment that you would want them to say in description of you, you know, Adele, whatever. What, what's an accomplishment? An accomplishment, an accomplishment, gosh. Um, I'm not talking about an accolade or an oh, award, oh, you know, I'm talking, um, I'm talking about an accomplishment in the way that, you know, that, that you perceive what's important. So what's an important thing that you've achieved that you would want somebody to yeah. Identify with who you are in the world. I think because of the clientele I work with, they would probably say something like, I was able to help them feel like if you wait past all the complex spiritual and psychology and neurology and positive thinking, that there's a way to do this that's humorous, right? That's enjoyable, and you don't feel like you're sort of wafting off, that you're it's very grounded so that you can get the promotion or the, the date or the things that people want. Like the, it has to be connected with what you want right. as a human. And yeah. they have said, I mean, they're all doing fabulous things as a result of this type of work. So yeah, uh, yeah. I, well, I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty great accomplishment. If the accomplishment is, you know, Adele helps people get what they want. I mean, that's, uh, and, and they may not even know what they want at the beginning but you taking him through this discovery process of, you know, do you even know you're disconnected to your, 
yes, we can move you towards being connected. Do you feel like your life's worth living if you can't enthusiastically say, you know, yes to that? And to realize this is not, um, okay, we're going to go to the mountaintop and, you know, recede from our life. Instead, you're going to be more deeply rooted in your life and your efforts are going to, you know, bear greater fruit. I mean, that's a, if that's a fair, like, summary of what you mean by accomplished, you know, your accomplishment, I think that's pretty wonderful. I think that's awesome. And that's why I feel like shows like this are very important. Um, it's not about me. It's about the possibility for humanity, that the way we've been doing it has been okay, but it's been limiting. Yeah. And we now, because of the world events and everything's in chaos, we have an opportunity to step into a different way of connecting with each other, with ourselves, our spouse. Um, yeah. It's probably going to be new ground for many people because that's what chaos does. You know, it forces, it changes the rhythm of things. And I would like to see everyone coming out of this crazy period stronger and more connected than they were going in. Wouldn't that be, uh, wouldn't that be a blessing? Well, tell us real quick. Um, we'll put uh, in the show notes at themodernrevolution.com, uh, you know, your links. But just uh, for people listening, what's an easy thing to remember in terms of a place to come find you? What's the best uh, site? Yeah, you can reach me on my website at safehavenhealing.net um, or adelwong.com. Okay. Adelwong.com is for a, a lot of women that are on spiritual path, okay. but you can reach me either way. I'm pretty easy to find. You know, I have a YouTube channel, Instagram, all that stuff. I'm even on TikTok, Peter. I'm exploring TikTok. I saw you doing TikTok. I like the uh, different ways to say no. Oh, that yeah. The, I'm just being a goof. But, but there are useful <laughs> ways of summarizing like all the stuff we make so hard yeah. and we laugh about it. I, <laughs> yeah, I find that, you know, the, of the, of the humor and intelligence have a great relationship in my opinion and the people who can figure out how to present important information in a way that uh, is Yeah, is let's humorous. make it simple, simple and funny. And if people want, I can send you a document about this, this energy, the feminine and masculine energy that runs in right. the body. Just send me an email or... Um, you, I can, I'm happy to send you a, a PDF that explains how the energy moves in the body, which that, is useful when you're trying to, you know, discover this stuff. Well, that's, that sounds great. I will um, not be the middleman and, and say everybody should, should go to Adele.Wong or safehavenhealing.net and, and, um, and learn directly and, and ask you, because uh, they may have other questions as well. Sure, yeah. And, and I want to say thank you very much for taking the time with us today. Uh, you're, uh, you have a great, like, uh, your mind so organized and um, makes our conversations easy because your your thinking is is clear and and, um, and and I think you're funny too. You have a great high energy. It's uh, it's a pleasure to to talk with you. Well, I'm enjoying the stuff you're doing. I think it's important. Thank you. I think uh, more and more people are looking for this kind of material. Like I said. There's something bigger than you or me going on. And we're part of the wave, you know? And yeah. and I just think that's really exciting. So yeah, yeah. I, I'd love to talk to people. If I, you know, have an, a private conversation to see if we're fit, it's totally fine. And um, yeah, I'm happy to let people know about this episode on my please, channel. Yeah, please do. Yeah, please do. Well, well, thank you. And today's modern revolutionary is Adele Wong and she's moving us forward. And like others we've talked to, you know, she's clear-eyed about our situation and, and she's brave enough to bring her thoughts 
to the arena uh, to inspire you. So for you, don't keep your thoughts locked away. The modern revolution needs us all. The show notes for this show and all our shows can be found at themodernrevolution.com. So please go there where you can check out the show notes and learn more about our guests and see some of our fun videos like Tell Big Soda to Piss Off. The Modern Revolution is a production of A Well-Run Life. In A Well-Run Life, we have an additional podcast by the same name, A Well-Run Life, and it's three minutes long. And should you be interested in some of our additional ideas, Peter Dealey, myself, I have a book called The Leadership Miracle, and it's 35 minutes, and it's on audible.com for $3.95, so you can check us out there as well. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you at the next episode.